welcome to an on-the-road edition of the Unpublished Podcast. My name is James. And I'm Amy. And we have one microphone between two of us, and I'm holding it in my hand as we drive to visit my grandparents uh, in the south coast of Australia, of New South Wales, sorry, not of all of Australia. And um, I'm interested to see how this goes. It will be interesting. It will be very interesting. See, I just missed Amy. I, I forgot to move my hand over. Yeah, you're going to have to be quick. I'm going to have to be really quick. I don't know how, or maybe we have to signal, we have to have some, have some kind of hand signal well, about... actually driving, James. I know, exactly. So, it's all on me. Okay. It's yeah. all on me. So, just to remind you, Amy, when you talk, I can't hear you. Oh. And the people can't hear you. Okay. Unless I've got the microphone all pointing right, to you. Fine. So, no one can hear you right now. Like, like, you can't hear me at all? No, they could hear you a little bit. Yeah, of course you can. But it will sound like, you're, it will sound like you're shouting from a long distance away. Okay. There you go. Start the the topic. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. Um, That's just more fodder for the person who gave us a one-star review and said that we're... I hope they're still here. Incessant incessant rambling or something? Anyway, rambling aside. Today we're talking about... uh, We're ranking our products that we've sold on the website from uh, most lucrative to least lucrative. What gave you this idea? I have literally no idea. Uh, I was sitting on the toilet. No. And I thought about it when I was sitting on the toilet. No. Maybe I should just have the mic in the middle like this. Okay. Nah, I'm gonna. Well, maybe then I can do this. Maybe why are we doing this? It like triggers all your mic anxiety. Because I gave you the option to bow out of this. No, podcast. I mean I'm happy to do it. It's just that you have mic anxieties, and this seems like one of the trickiest mic operations we've ever done. True. 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 Um, I was sitting on the toilet, and I had a toilet idea. I just thought it'd be cool. It is really interesting, and I think, you know, it's nice to see businesses be really transparent with what is lucrative, what is financially successful, what is more, uh, like, you know, more marketing rather than financial success, or what is more, um, you know, I don't know, like, all the different aspects of what finances... I'm concentrating on driving, you go next. You're concentrating on driving? Does that mean that you're not going to be able to have your full mental capacity on the episode? (laughs) Wow. Okay, so it's a solo episode then. It's another solo episode. I don't think it's working. I think it is. You reckon? Yeah, I like keep going. Okay. But you can't hear how bad the sound is, though. Oh, there's a road down really bad. No, you just, like, we can't hear. Like, you, you've said, 50% of what you said has been almost unintelligible, I reckon. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, we, we've regrouped. I've overcome my small panic attack about this. And Amy's talked me down from the edge of wanting to quit. And... I'm back. We're back. We are back, and I've promised to raise my hand every time I wish to speak. It's too stressful otherwise. And also, you don't even you don't even know. I've got all the data on my phone. So, and I, something I wanted to say is, Amy was talking about what's marketing and what's not. Basically, but also anything that makes you money in business is a success. Yeah, I agree. And also, I think it would be nice to talk about the stuff that you know perhaps doesn't make money but has been great marketing, like our tour, for example, which we broke even on. Um, what we think? I think we lost money. Yeah, but it was still, in my opinion, a great business decision. So I think it would be good to just talk about, you know, all the ups and downs there. Um, but James, give us the data. Well, also, something to say about the, the tour is that it was also just a fun holiday that we yeah. could partially fund by working, which was awesome. Yeah, I agree. And, like, obviously, no regrets. Loved it. Loved every minute of it was the best. So I've got a list of everything we've ever sold on Amy's website. I haven't included um, your fiction because it's so hard to find data, although I had a a cursory glance and I think I have some idea of where I could place it yeah. um, but it's mostly so it's books it's courses it's um, online workshops 
and it is the membership of the Inspire Collective. Okay, great. Do you want me to guess? Yeah, sure, you can guess. Okay, so I would assume, because we haven't released any books recently, um, that the Inspire Collective would be number one, that the courses would be number two, and that the books would now be three. I know back in the day it was evenly split, but I would assume that that would be the ranking of it now. Yes, and something that's really interesting, you've hit upon something that's important in the stats, which is that recency is like the more recent the things are we have a big audience recently we have more people we're selling to everything always sells well better in the first week of sale or the first few weeks or months of sales Uh, and that was reflected in the data when I was looking at it as well so the further we are away from certain products the more the sales drop off and you know the closer the bigger Amy's audience is as we launch something the more potential it has to have a great launch week yeah it's interesting um but yeah, I, like, I think it's good to remind everyone that for a while there, it was evenly split three ways. And in fact, I'm impressed by how well the books have done comparatively. I thought the books would be a lot lower. Yeah, okay, well, reveal, reveal it. Okay, reveal it. So literally going down in order. So the top, as you expected, the thing that makes us more money than anything is the Inspire Collective. Yeah, and the Inspire Collective is also great because it is a... Um, Recurring? Yeah, recurring. Um, subscription was what I was trying to say. Um, so it's a, a more stable income for us. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's been, that is absolutely right. So it's been our most consistent thing. And I think that's the thing is it's a bit of a set it and forget it. So if you don't know what that is, the Inspire Collective is our membership program. It's uh, every, every week, Amy and I run a class on Sunday night. And if you're in the collective, you can come along to our live class, basically. Yeah. Um, so we charge... A monthly, well, it was a monthly fee, at first, and now recently we've more gone to six month and yearly fee. So, it just just the nature of it is, if someone stays in that program, of course, over the long run, it's going to be great for us financially. It's a great product. We are so grateful for it. Um, it's been, it's essentially allows us to do what what we want to do consistently. And also, like it's some of our most important work, and building community is what this we want this business to be about. And so, you know, we get to com- connect um, with other creatives. We get to create community. We get to witness. We get to, yeah. This is like what it is. What we do. I feel like it's so clearly bottled in what the Inspire Collective does. Yes, I 100% agree. I think this is a really important testing ground for all our ideas because Amy has to write a. So even though it is also very successfully for, successful for us financially, it's an incredible. Uh, a laboratory for ideas. So Amy get, writes two one-hour-long masterclasses per month, and that's just a great way for her to explore ideas. And then she gets to interact with all the lovely people in the collective and talk about those ideas and get their ideas on things, um, which is awesome. And then, sorry, I was just going to say that it's also as like yeah, as you're right. Like for me, it improves me as a teacher and as a speaker. Like I'm speaking every week. Um, in front of people like it's been so incredible for me personally yeah and to see you grow so we initially what we did so the way we tested the collective was we ran free master classes for several a few quite a few months just sort of make sure that by the time we were offering a paid product we were pretty good or Amy was pretty good at what she was doing and had, had experience doing it so we, we felt like we could offer something of value to people but honestly Amy has gotten so fucking good at this it is crazy so Amy can now essentially talk off five dot points for a full hour and that's not to say she's lazy like it's like she's thought about those dot points and she's narrowed things down to those five dot points so that she doesn't have doesn't have to be cons- consistently looking at her notes for an hour it's very flowy it's very uh, natural 
and then it allows her space to respond to comments and questions from people during the masterclass and it's awesome and that is a skill that 100% you developed it wasn't like that from the beginning it was much more structured in the beginning um, and to see you develop that skill has been amazing I've got a question would what would the what would happen if the Inspire Collective was at the bottom of the list? Like, do we value this? Like, if it wasn't as financially rewarding, what do you do? You think our perspective on it would be different? Yeah, I think, I think so. I think there's definitely a value proposition here. It's our most intensive thing that we do because it requires uh, a lot of work each week. Even though it seems like it's only an hour, it requires a lot of mental prep. It requires a lot of planning. It requires uh, community engagement through the Facebook page that we run. It requires a lot of pastoral care through email in the background um, which is all really fun work but you know if we were only making a few hundred dollars a month from it it would be the thing is there's not really any increase too much increase in labor if we have you know five members versus if we have 300 members other than some often having to not having getting the opportunity to talk to people one-on-one in through email or through the facebook group which we don't do too much of because usually that's most of that is done in the classes but we do a little bit so yeah, if people in the group, I guess it wouldn't be worth our time to run as much. Yeah, so I think it's our most financially rewarding and our most intensive energy project as well. So I think, you know, the fact that it is so financially rewarding is, you know, helps energise us to keep doing it because it, for me, it's a very energetically draining uh, project, even though it's also probably the one closest to my heart. I think it's the most, yeah, it's the most tiring for you and it's also, it's the most relentless because yes. it's every single week and it's like, oh, you're on holidays well you've got a class on Sunday oh you know you're really tired this week but you've got a class on Sunday and luckily the people in the collective are so lovely and so and it takes you know the least the the least amount of energy it possibly could because everyone's such a legend in the collective I think but they're just I cannot believe the caliber of people that are in the collective like it shocks me every time I have a session I'm like every single one of these people are fucking legends like how did how does it happen it's just so beautiful I'm so grateful yeah it's awesome they are we always leave delighted even if it feels like it's going to be a lot of energy for us beforehand and we're kind of like oh I wish we could have the day off it's always in the end something that we're glad we did but yes Amy's correct it's it's a it's a very intensive time wise um and energy wise so I think if it was making a quarter as much money as it did it would be a conversation um so moving on from you ready to move on from perspective so next and it's not we haven't made that much uh it's not a huge difference between each of these it's still I would still think it's accurate enough to say it's about a third a third a third with the collective or even 40 you know 40 32 28 or something so courses are next so the journaling course actually has made almost double the winnie draw course no that's crazy do you want to share the prices yeah do you want to, do you want me to tell you how much they made each yeah, okay. you actually want you want to want, want to reveal the data so, well, the thing is, I think the interesting thing is that the journaling course costs half as much as the Weaning Girard course. Why it's that, that's, that's why. So, the Weaning Girard cost, co- course costs $189, whereas the journaling course costs $99. And just seeing the conversion rate there, like you think, oh, well, I only I have to sell twice as many journaling courses to make the same amount. But evidently, we've sold, and I should have just looked at units shifted, but I didn't. Evidently, we've sold many, many, many more journaling courses. And I think that's where coming, you know, We've obviously found a sweet spot there with the price point. And, you know, we were told a lot by our business coach at the time, you've got to start pricing your courses higher. That's why he was like, you've got to price the winning draft course higher because not only is there more content in it than the journaling course, but you have leveled up. But obviously it didn't 
work necessarily or maybe it just wasn't hitting the same pain point as the journaling course yeah i mean we'll never know exactly why this has happened but it is really interesting i also wonder how much my journaling each day is a consistent reminder and a consistent almost marketing tactic for people oh she journals every day and she shares her journaling every day um, maybe that was like luring people in a bit more or, so, sorry or maybe um you know for our market that a hundred dollar range is just much more much less friction i mean i have another idea which is that the inspired collective serves the fun- a similar function to the we need your art course and you're covering a lot of the topics you cover in the inspired collective are similar to topics you covered in the We Need Your Art course. So if someone's already paid for the Inspire Collective, they might not necessarily want to put be interested in buying the We Need Your Art course. And that cuts down on... Because a lot of our uh, biggest fans, a lot of you listening out there in Inspire Collective, you know, um, they people in Inspire Collective are our biggest supporters. They're often the people who will buy almost everything we put out. And But some of them, obviously, for them, they're like, well, I'm already getting video content from Amy every week, so maybe I don't need this. Whereas the journaling course is a materially very different product. Yeah, I think that's actually a really, really good like point. I think that there are two different ways of learning, and so there are two different ways of doing it, but it's, it is similar content. So if you are someone who wants to self-pace, if you don't feel like you need community, if you just want to do it on your own terms, then the We Need Your Art course is definitely more for you. Um, but then you're right, it kind of halves, it halves the market. And even considering now that when you sign up to the collective, you get 50 or 60-something one-hour masterclasses. So essentially you're getting 10x. I don't want to undersell it the reading drive course because it does offer its own niche and it's a much more um, structured, tailored, specific course. Whereas if you just watch all the master classes from Inspire Collective, it might be a bit more hard to follow or it might be, it's a bit more, there's no, not a set syllabus because it was more just us responding to what people wanted us to talk about that yeah. week in the collective. Whereas the mini drive course is, you know, was planned. It was shot in a much higher quality. The sound is a much better quality. Um, it was edited professionally, things like this. So it's much higher production value than the collective, but it is, yes, covering all of the same topics. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, really interesting. Do you have anything else you want to say about the courses? Um, so... Wait, hold on. I do. I just wanted to say that our courses um, are the most high expenditure in terms of our investment in them um, because they're the, they cost the most to make. The Inspired Collective costs a bit to run because we have our community manager and, you know, bits and bobs. But um, mostly it's just our time, whereas the courses, it's the biggest cost outlay, um, which is interesting. Yep, yep, yeah, absolutely right. So if, when we do a course, we have to pay a videographer, we have to pay a video editor, we have to hire out a space often. Um, we have to, uh, I think, is there anything else we have to do? And that costs a lot of money. There's just those things cost a lot of money. Um, and they're the main costs. So you're already looking at, I don't know, several, several thousand dollars before you can make a profit from them, which in the scheme of business is quite a low amount to have to break even on, but it is more than the collective. You good with that? Good. Nice. So moving on to books. And what I find interesting about the books is two books are very, very clearly in the lead. And... Oh, actually, I've missed out on... Oh, no. Yeah, two books are very clearly leading the other books. Can you guess what they are? The Procrastinator and The Perfectionist? No, Burnout. No, Compendium. Uh, Procrastinator and The Compendium are by far in a way that almost... Um, between the two of them, they make up about over two-thirds of the... So they make... So... Or what's the better way of putting this? So the Compendium and The Procrastinator make, made us about triple what the next one which is the perfectionist wow. made yeah so procrastinator compendium much better much better money spinners for us than for the burnt out artist and the perfectionist and i don't know what that is it could be that 
they were the first two to come out and people there was a bit of like what more do I need from Amy <laughs> Fuck. or potentially I thought it was also um, the others came out when we'd already transitioned to courses so people maybe were buying courses instead of buying books yeah I think um, procrastinators are a really easy pain point to market to as well um, perfectionists often don't want to deal with that <laughs> and, and procrastination is much is broader I think it has uh, a bigger market yeah. like as you were saying but because procrastination is something that it's not like a specific thing. It's just everyone procrastinates, right? Yeah. And also the compendium, once again, very broad. Obviously, we offer the compendium for free now. So uh, I, I imagine the procrastinators caught up to the compendium in the last several months since we've offered the compendium for free because the compendium stopped earning for us because you get it for free when you sign up to the mailing list. Um, but that was what kickstarted our business, the compendium. So the compendium has, um, I mean, I'm just going to brag about this. I'm going to tell you how much the compendium has made us 25 grand US. That's so cool. Oh my god, that's wild. That's so cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's really fucking cool because I, it's way more than I thought. Yeah. Um, and it was super profitable because it's just what the cost is Squarespace, basically. Uh, and we did we paid our friend Hannah to do the cover design. And that's basically it. And it's Amy's time. So very, very fucking cool. And obviously is similar for Procrastinator. And you can kind of work out in your head the declining value from there with things being much less, the other books being much less from there. So awesome that kickstarted our business that gave a lot of that came in the first um so 20,000 of that came within the first several a few months and that really gave us the launching off point to invest in things like courses new website um it basically set us up for being able to work full-time on what we're doing um and it was a launching pad launching pad for that so very grateful for that and then the perfectionist came uh, procrastinator story came very soon after that so those two things combined really really launched us off in our business and it just shows books. They're books, books. They're books. They're books. Books that we sold on our own website without a publishing house, without any help, um, just using Amy's Instagram to market them and our mailing list. And it's been fucking awesome. And I'm really proud of us for that. Yeah, me too. Anything else you want to say about that? No, just um, proud. We also have the We Need You Out collection, which is all three of your Procrastinator, Burnout, and Perfectionist books. You can buy them in a bundle for the two for the price of three. Um, oh, sorry, three for the price of two. And that has been catching up. It's been doing pretty well, but it's still quite a low amount compared to the top two. Um, what else do you think might be on the list? Wait, hold on. More than... I don't know. So there's sort of some miscellaneous items at the bottom there. Oh, um, podcast? The It's Time to Write? Did you look at that one? I didn't even look at it. But it would be... I would say would it's similar to one of the lesser-making books. What books did I buy? We've, made, we've, we've sold about 400 paid podcasts okay. at about $20 each, so... What's that? Two times four. Well, it's like $8,000, maybe. But but the costs are much higher because we have to give a cut to Memberful. We have to host it on... It's a much more expensive. We have to. I think we pay about $500 a year in hosting costs for that one. Plus Memberful, we pay a monthly recurring fee too. And we have to give them a percentage cut of every sale. It's, it's really shitty. Like, I'm really glad we did it. It was really interesting, but I don't think it was a great... Well, it didn't have a, didn't have a lot of... We're used to such high margins and it didn't have the best margins. And we're back. Sorry, I don't know. I think I accidentally knocked the um, cord out there. So we're just talking about margins and we're so lucky because we're so used to having great margins. When we do our taxes at the end of the year, somehow we, we come out with about, I reckon, 60% profit. And that's because there are all sorts of hidden costs. Like, well, obviously, we not hidden, but we pay a video editor in Paul, pay Emma, our community manager, 
we pay all our Squarespace hosting staff, um, which who we have to give us. They also, in the members area, take a very small cut, like 1% or something of our sales. Um, PayPal and Stripe end up taking about 10% of our money. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, and then that's all before tax. Um, and there are other things that always pop up, like, you know, paying accountant or... Um, Try, you know, book edit, book um, editing, e- editing yeah. and things like that, yeah. um, video editing things. So, but, but still, sixty percent, I feel very good about. I feel great about it. Um, I'm sorry, I want to know what the miscellaneous item was. Oh right, so what else is left? Well, my phone's done there. Um, it's inten- the intensives. Oh, the intensive masterclasses. I yes. So we did as an experiment last year, and actually was quite lucrative for us. We did online one-off masterclass. So it was a three-hour masterclass on social media and a three-hour masterclass on procrastination. And they were really good for us, actually. We actually made almost as much from those two masterclasses as we did from our in-person coaching overseas. Wow. You know what? I had so much fun. It was so good. I actually think going forward, those are really, there'll be really great things to offer. Yeah. And we've even talked about, and I don't know if people in the collective want to have a say on this, but we've even talked about transitioning away from the collective to, and Amy isn't, isn't as keen on this as me, to more regular uh, one-offs that people can opt in and out of because I think sorry <laughs> they give people much more flexibility they give people let people just tune into what they're interested in um, obviously you lo- I think there are lots of downsides though like you lose community that's the saddest part and you have to resell every month you have to be in a total a constant selling cycle which is very stressful and it you know wastes time to do other stuff I um, would find it hard mostly because of the community aspect of the collective being so precious to me and I yeah we'd, you'd lose a little bit of that and that would be painful for me but also I love doing the one-offs so much fun so there's a real like spicy energy to them yeah and I think that yeah we, uh, there was a spicy energy I think spending three hours with people is pretty awesome but we might just continue to sprinkle that in with the other things um I'm trying to think. I think that's pretty much everything that we sell on our website. I've tried, we sell so many things. Like we have so many products out there, all the time. I I don't know. The magic. That's why we can do what we do because it's all coming in from different directions. And if I had to rank uh, how much we made in profit from our trip to Europe, it would be negative. So I wouldn't put it on the list. But if I had to say just how much revenue we made, it would be down the bottom there somewhere, along with the intensives, com- combined intensives probably, um, and our Melbourne workshop, which we is the bottom of the list because that was a one-off yeah. 20-person workshop in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, that is the, the least amount of money we made, but it was for one day's work, so it was great. It was great. Once again, that was often our strategy is let's try and pay for our holiday by meeting, by having a workshop. Obviously, we like the work and it's important work, but it's also nice to just have a little holly, holly hole. Yeah, there are many benefits because it's awesome to meet people. We've always enjoyed meeting people in person. That's yeah. always been something we've always enjoyed. Oh. And also, I want to talk about how uh, our trip overseas, whilst not a financially lucrative project, was an incredibly good business decision. Not just because we had a great holiday, not just because it was helpful to rejuvenate us, but because it was good marketing. Um, and I think you've got to remember that a lot of our business decisions might not be financially lucrative, but they're good marketing, good they're good for your business um, without bringing the money in. And I think a lot of the times we think, oh, it's always got to be money first. Like, what's going to bring the money in? Like, that's the top priority when, you know, it doesn't have to be number one priority at all times. Um, and I, I like that perspective. I think it's been important for us to kind of like, you know, even with this merch, um, you know, what if it 
you know what it's much higher margins than normal and which is terrifying to me because i'm used to such low margins um but it doesn't matter you know if it's not a huge money spinner because it's great marketing and it's great connection and it's great putting my work out there and absolutely right i think marketing the marketing aspect is super important because you want people to be able to share what you're doing when we where you want people to be able to talk about what you're doing and you want people to be able to you know become fans of yours essentially yeah. uh, and the more people you have who are fans of your work and the more good work you can put out there um, the more champions you're gonna have and one final thing I want to talk about was sorry we're in a little bit of traffic now so I don't know if Amy's gonna be too distracted to no, talk um, is oh, fuck I forgot was it my fiction or well fiction also comes into that category of partial marketing partial money spinner yeah, I agree. once again Yes, and this is what I was, oh, that's what I was going to talk about. You notice here how many items we have on this list. So by themselves, no single thing would be enough for us to do what we do full-time. Um, even the collective by itself wouldn't be enough for us to do what we do full-time. We'd have to have probably another a muggle job on the side. But once you start introducing, I mean, I think there are 10 things on this list or something. So there are 10 things, and then that's not including the pay podcast, not including the merch, and not including Amy's fiction. So once you start putting all of those revenue streams in there, they all start to add up to something that you go, fuck, I can live on this. Yeah, it's very exciting and it's so much fun. God, at the moment, I'm just really like vibing on business. Like, love being a business baby. It's really fun. And I think that's the thing is what you want to be trying to do, I think, if you're an artist or if you're a creative, is having enough things in your shop, selling enough things that you can have multiple streams that are going to add up to the lifestyle that you want. Yep, agreed. And I don't think that means making things, you know, cheaply. I don't think that... But it does mean, you know, I'm not talking about just making throwaway shit. Like, I care and love each of the things that I put out there. But I'm also not so overly attached to them that, like, it took me years and years to build and perfect and then let go. You know, like, we made these things, um, you know, with intention but with relative speed. And we let them go without perfecting them, without obsessing over them. And because we've done that, we've been able to release a lot into the world and we've been able to do this full time. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, you're right, you're 100% right about that, just releasing them. And the, the best thing about them is that they're passive, oh, except for the collective. Yeah. And it's awesome. And it's awesome. Any closing remarks? No, it's awesome. Thanks for being with us in the car. I hope the sound wasn't too bad. And I love you all. I love you very much. We'll see you soon. That's good. You liked it? Yeah, I loved it. <laughs>